Would you watch it? I'd watch it. You're listening to DocuNote. Hey, you guys. Hi. <laughs> Hey. Hi. 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 This is DocuNope. How are you? Don't answer that. I can't hear you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, aren't we having fun? My name's Dory, and if you don't know me by now, if you don't know me by now, then okay, no, um, okay. So if you don't know me, um, we I am one of the hosts of the show. The other host of the show is Christina Anand. Hi. 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 How are you? Great. Are you feeling so like, like a pink fleshy woman? So, <laughs> yikes. Softest tummy. Yum. I'm so excited to talk about okay, this. Okay, this is going to be a good one, but we're not just the only pink fleshy woman in the room. Mm. <laughs> Another woman made of flesh with slightly <laughs> pink undertones. Yikes. Slightly. <laughs> I don't know. I That's hair. honestly how murderers describe their <laughs> fucking victims. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's not my words, okay? It's not my words. I'm just taking it right from the documentary. But anyway, this uh, lovely human being that we have here is a very good friend of ours. We've known her for years and years, and she just so happens to be a professor of art history. Mm-hmm. Her name is Professor Eva Mulcard, PhD. Hey, hey guys. Here I am. Hey, you are. I'm so excited to be here. How you doing? Oh, it's so good to see you, ladies. Yes, we're so happy to have you on. Thank you for having me. Especially because we've, we've been wanting to do an art documentary for a while. Yeah. And we would want nobody else to do it with than you. We have a real Thank expert you. this time. I don't know if I would say expert. You are teaching America's youth about art history. You are able to impart information that you know of Onto their soft, supple brains, and for that you so are fleshy. so fleshy. Very, you are an very, expert. Some of them are pink, not all of them. <laughs> some of them are gray. Nope. <laughs> gray brain, gray matter. Oh, I see. Sorry, oh, I thought this oh. was going into a I racial meant, like, territory, the, and I was like, nope, let's stop oh, right no, now. I just meant like because it's summer still and it's hot, so they're all like, Bush. sure, sure, yeah. sure. Wow, we were all talking about different metaphors. Way to be on the same page, guys. <laughs> I was talking about brains. You were talking about being hot. You were talking about I was just keeping race. it PC principle, okay? Just trying to keep it real chunky people. Good rule to live by. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, the reason why we wanted you to, uh, to come by in the art documentary we're going to be talking about today is a wonderful piece of film. So good. <laughs> it's a made-for-TV movie called Rubens, colon, an extra-large story. Yes. Cool. Yeah. So fun. We watched it on Amazon Prime. Montebene. Um, what year was this released? Tell in 2015. Me. Okay. And was it made specifically for Amazon Prime, or was there? I doubt other, it. No, it was like I for a BBC it. situation. Probably an right? ITV, yeah. BBC, Sky TV, some British shit. This guy, the guy who made it, is British. It's about an hour long. Yeah. Most of the things he does uh-huh. is about an hour long. Yeah. This is made by a man. <laughs> Uh, I wrote it down this time. I wrote down a name, and I'm the only it. name to write it, yeah, down. Yeah, it was really the only name to write. <laughs> Rubens. <down>. No, <laughs> his name is fucking Valdemar. Va- Valdemar. And then I, I had to do research on how to pronounce his last name. Yeah, Valdemar, forget the last name. Uh, Janoszak. He's Polish. Janoszak. There are he's two Z's in his name. He's English, but, but a was Polish born in Poland. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, but we'll we'll get to him in just mm-hmm. a second. Um, this documentary... Sorry, let's just reiterate his name is Valdemar. In case anyone didn't fucking (laughs) hear, we just skated right over that. No one was outraged by that. (laughs) Outrage is the right word. Yeah. For that fucking I think we're trying to crescendo the outrage. Sorry. There's so much to be outraged about. Wait, so he created this? He... As well as was the host. He was the writer and director and host. He looks like Nick Kroll's uncle. Yes. (laughs) Before we even get into that, let's just, very, very top line, this documentary is about a, a, a man, an influential man mm-hmm. at that, Peter Paul Rubens. A painter. <laughs> a painter. A painter. <laughs> a painter. An Baroque artist. art. Baroque. Yeah, he was around during the 1600s, um, born in the late 1500s, and he was very much into painting flesh. Sometimes. 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 When he was into it, though, he was super into it. Oh, yeah. He was full throttle Charlie's Angels, too. Mm -hmm. Especially according to Valdemar. Ooh, Valdemar. I feel like he just liked painting the grotesque. Yeah. But the, the, like, the the point, the the goal of this as Valdemar, 
points out in the documentary is that he hopes to make us into, quote, Rubens people, too, because he is a Rubens person himself. Okay, I have a question right off the bat for our expert. Okay, <clears throat> right right yes. out of the gate. Yes. I'll try my best. Are people really that hating on Rubens? That was, like, my number one problem. I didn't, my really, list of I didn't think problems. that was a thing. Because, I mean, like... He started the documentary by printing out note cards and then right. dramatically ripping them up of quotes. But all yes. of those quotes are from, like, the 1600s. Yeah. Six, well, 16th you know. onwards. They're from fairly famous people. Like, he has, like, Lord Byron. He has, like, Mark Twain, yeah. Mark Twain, maybe. Picasso. Picasso. But basically, like, one of my biggest concerns was the entire premise of his approach was, like, I have to correct... That, like, the fact that people misunderstand Rubens or people don't like Rubens. Nobody is anti-Rubens. That's really? what I thought. Rubens is, That's like, what I thought. securely and safely yes. in the Western He's canon. He's in the Louvre. Yes. Yeah, no, nobody's anti-Rubens. And, like... I, yeah, he had those like quotes that he dramatically ripped Who, up. Does he think he's fucking he needed, Jimmy Kimmel reading mean no, tweets? That's those ridiculous. Are so dumb. He needed to have contextualized who those people were and why they would have had something negative to say. Okay, I about totally Rubens. thank you. Was, I, that was no. my instinct. So the documentary opens and he's got like a stack of fucking note cards <laughs> with mean quotes on them about Rubens. Mm-hmm. Like Rubens was a disgusting prick. William Blake. And you're like, wait, oh, what? Why? Why? Rip. And then he just the, rips the, them. He rips them up very dramatically. The, the documentary, the very first words spoken in the documentary are, Rubens is the nastiest, most vulgar painter that ever lived. I mean, what a start <laughs> I mean, to a documentary. Now that's what I call a point of view, volume 33. Oh, okay, but my oh. impression, I had the impression that Rubens is not that controversial. When we learned about him in school, it was like, yeah, this is another fucking painter you yeah. gotta learn. You yeah, learned about deal. him in school? I took art history. Like, like wait, in high school or college? In high school, in high school in yeah. In high school? Yeah, I took higher. We had a section I took higher in... IB art. Oh. <laughs> that was not offered at my public school, mm, but I yeah. did. There was, a, there was like a section in AP Euro. History. Sure. That was like art, and it well covered that if you study the Eighty Years' War, like yeah, you this have to is cover in it. Yeah, yes, yeah, because exactly. of course people study the Eighty Years' War. I very I did study the Eighty Years' War. if you take a year. I mean, ago I studied the Eighty Years' War in the tenth grade. You know, I don't remember that shit. All I remember is the defenestration of Prague, where they throw people out of out the, the window, window. into okay. shit. Is that because you love the word defenestration? Well, I just like the entire the fact that there is a word for being thrown out of a window it is also, amazing. It also pertains to things you can defenestrate a television, a couch, of course. But the fact that they threw them out, and as we learned from the toilet documentary, they threw <laughs> them out of the window into shit yes. because that's where the shit was. Yep. Right. Um, it was just a brilliant thing to learn about. And then that's what start, isn't it? No, that's, that's not what started the 80 years war. No. No. No, no, no. No. It started some war. I haven't. That's a different thing. We're going down a path. We're going down a path. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, no, I, that was like a huge problem for me was that at the, like just right out the gate, he's ready to like. He's like, people hate Rubens. Yeah. And that's, Rubens is like basically an old white guy, you know, the, in the way that all artists in the Western canon are old Mm -hmm. white guys. Like Mm -hmm. he's. Nobody's ever been like, I'm not so sure about this room. No, he's like a standard fantastic Baroque painter from that time. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, he kept saying like, oh, nobody should have made women this fleshy. He said, women in art shouldn't carry cellulite. I wrote it down. And then he was like, of course, I don't think that. Ha ha ha. And I was like, bro, (laughs) then don't say it. That was a very performative ha 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 (laughs) on his part. And I will also add, like, I feel like every one of my complaints is about his lack of context. But like... (laughs) Those fleshy ladies. Valdemar? You're talking about Valdemar. Valdemar. Right. Right. Okay. Valdemar. Just, just to clarify, yeah. He did not... He, the things that he chose to contextualize just, like, baffled me. Bonkers. Yeah. Insane. Bonkers. Bonkers. Yeah. But the whole fleshy women thing... I'm sorry. Rubens is far from the only or first Wait, everyone artist. Botticelli? Oh, my God. Uh, literally everyone... Everyone women, was fleshy back then. The yeah. notion of, like, thin... Is, was not fashionable. It was not fashionable no. at all. And these women are also, in a in like a modern sense of the word, symbols. They're like allegories. They're mm-hmm. ver- they're they're standing in as virtues yeah. or like notions as opposed to actual women. So it didn't pertain to people he was actually painting. It right. pertained to this like lavish. Yeah. And he also, I'm going to get off on no, a no, tangent no. now, but he didn't contextualize what Baroque even means. Uh, he never defined mm-hmm. Baroque, which Ugh. I was like, bro, nobody knows what this means. And the first example of, of Rubens' art he gave, which was from the Louvre, I get that you're trying to make the Louvre the first famous thing. 
The 21 paintings of Queen, what's her name? Queen Isabella. Uh, Queen Marie de Medici. Mary de Medici. Mary de Medici. Queen of France. Yes. Great, but like, who the fuck was she? Okay. And put it in context. If you're like, I know who she is, but in the context of his life, like, this was like later. Yeah. And is not the beginning of his paint. Like, what? I kept waiting for him to return to it because I never feel returned like to it. That's quite common. To, like, start with, like, a bang. Start with, like, the most famous work and then sure. go back to the is beginning. Is that his most famous uh, work? The, the, the portrait it's of... It's certainly among it's them. It's famous because, because cycle. he painted, like, 21 paintings of the same thing. Um, which, like, dope, by the way. Imagine no. being, like, so famous that, like, hi, can I have 21 paintings of my life? Thank you so much. Uh, he also <laughs> got a couple things wrong in explaining it. What? He said, oh, he he? said something. He said something like... Um, and ki- the king of France saw these images and loved them so much, he had to have this woman to wed, which is not true. No, that's not the true. The cycle was painted after they were they yeah, were yeah, already yeah. wedded, were married, and she was already safe, like, living that's, in France. That's, like, creative interpretation sure. of yes. revision is just for, like, dramatic effect. Yes, and th- he also, like, that cycle is fantastic. Say what you will about Rubens, but that cycle is Wonderful. What, what is this? I, okay, I'm going to preface this again. I know nothing of art. I am the dumbass in the room, as I am with most things that we talk about on this podcast. Not You're not a dumbass in this life. It's, it's, I'm, I'm very book dumb, but street smart. So street smart. <laughs> yes. But what does a cycle mean? So it's a series of paintings that all work together, either in a story, in a narrative, mm. or they're all somehow related to each oh. other, either in subject yep. or theme or time or, yeah. So these were all about her life. And oh. they they really actually celebrate her marriage to Henry. Yes, and they're very they're you know it was a political wedding. Mm-hmm. It was an alliance wedding, as every wedding as was all back then. Were, yeah. If you're you know at that level, learned of a, a lot bit, about you know. that in this fucking documentary. So a lot of the images are of her arrival in France and of their being educated by the gods <laughs> yes. as one yeah, does, like welcomed by the sea fleshy ladies. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there's like a lot of fascinating iconography, like there's the fleur-de-lis, which is the symbol of France that appears on all the tapestries, and he could have gone into so many... the symbol of Florence, like, coming out of the water in the beginning. Yes, yeah. the, the, her, the Medici coat mm-hmm. of arms. That's right. But also a which lot of the cycle is... No, he didn't. Nope, yes. I just, like, knew that, but yeah. if I didn't know that... <laughs> but all like there was so much that he could have talked about. Like, a lot of the images in the cycle are, like... Things in her life that she was like, let's just say this happened. Yeah. And Rubens was like, yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Like, she, it was a combination of religion, mythology, politics, Crazy. allegory, personal history. As most paintings of that time were, like, yes. all of it's revisionist. Like, if you spent a gazillion dollars on somebody to paint your fucking life, of course you're going to be like, and I was educated by Hermes <laughs> and Hades. <laughs> And I ascended from God, and you're like, like, okay. Like, one of the big takeaways that I had, again, as a dumbass, um, that I actually just kind of realized now, you know what, try try as you might, I will fight you. (laughs) Because I, again, street smart, book dumb. I got moves. But um, art is not just an expression of how you want to be seen. It's like an actual tool. It was literally Absolutely. used in very tangible ways, whether it was trying to get a point across in order to satisfy some political uh, goals or if it was just trying to revise history like you were just saying. It's like crazy. Well, teach the Bible was <clears throat> top of the list. Yes. <laughs> yes. Spread it was an educational it. biblical tool. Well, you yes. know what? Speaking of that, just like a brief tangent, there was one painting that he talked about that... It kind of reminded me of something from Fantasia. Great. And it was called, uh, I think it was called The Fall of the Damned. Yes. You're talking about the one of the end scenes from Fantasia, yeah. the, the, in the, the Hall of the Mountain King. The Night on Bald Mountain. That's what you're thinking of? Where it's all the demons falling into yeah. Earth? Yeah. Oh, wait, that I, is, I looked it if up If I'm on... not mistaken, that's at the end of the documentary, and yes. it's an 80 years, 80 year war painting, and... He like sprinkles that in very lightly, but many Rubens paintings are about the eighties years war. Well, yeah. as he explains, he was born after the war started and died before it. So his whole it just life took over is, his whole life. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, no, you're fine. Um, I just want to bring your attention that I literally wrote 
five times, why so defensive? <laughs> oh, I, I wrote, why does this narrator feel like he has to convince us to watch this? We are already We're watching. We're already on board, guys. He uh, like, he's literally like, here are five reasons why you should watch this. And you're like, I'm fucking already watching it. Literally, I don't know this information <laughs> if I wasn't. It's a tautology. Yes. What oh, nice the fuck? Tautology. Thank you. Well, he yes. also gave that list of ten reasons, a summary of Ruben's achievements, at the very I end have, of the documentary. Can we, I, can we put a pin back? Because I got a big problem with all of that. Let's, yeah. let's talk about, about it. it. Let's just fucking talk okay. about it. So he gives you ten reasons why you should love Ruben. At the 50-minute mark. Yes. This is 50 minutes. This is his, this is his, he literally says, his conclusion. let's conclude now. Sure. Yes. And he lists his paintings. He lists, like... I wrote it all down if you want me to. No, I absolutely do not. <laughs> I don't I don't need to hear no, that right now. No, because he lists all his paintings and then at the end he's like, "Also, he made tapestries and was an architect, but yeah. I didn't have time to fit this in this documentary." To which I shouted out loud, "This is your documentary, you dumbass. <laughs> fit it, make fucking time for it." Yeah. I had there were two major things he did that insanely wasted time that I was like so much time at. wasting. He walked from oh. painting to painting. Yeah, when he, he was doing the complicated... that down. He with the complicated historical shit moment, as I dubbed it. Yes, and that. Yeah. He gives so little, co- like, very important and necessary context, but he gives this, like, crazy back-and-forth story of, like, this person commissioned this and married this and that, and, like, goes no back and forth. No one can no even one follow just, what like, he's Just imagine about. this guy. He's kind of like a weeble-wobble because he can't... <laughs> he's Nick Kroll <laughs> as a weeble-wobble. He's Nick Kroll yes. weeble-wobble. He can't close his legs correctly. Like, he kind of walks with his legs he's constantly on a parallel. Yeah. yeah. Um, a little penguin Not because he's heavy, but he constantly just always has to have his legs apart. But he's like, Isabella married her cousin... Walk two seconds, Albert. And they were the special shows, but Isabella was also walking the daughter of Philip. So, like, it's, like, all this time wasted walking back and forth to try to make some sort of, like... This needed the Ken Burns effect. Oh. Yes. Like, show us like, the picture you're talking about and narrate over it. Don't show... The Im- okay. Ken so, Burns, do you hear our prayers? Ken Burns, please answer I would love prayers. to watch a Ken Burns documentary the about editing? <laughs> I would sign too. me up. I want to watch a Ken Burns documentary about anything. Anything. Right. The editing in this, I made a lot of editing notes. There are so many editing problems. That's one of them where he walks back and forth. <laughs> yes. Another one is the literally dozens of shots of the back of his head zoomed in <laughs> looking at the painting and I'm like I can't fucking see the painting like, out of focus because like your head is in front of it <laughs> third of all there's one part when he's in this like hall de Medici in the Louvre and he's like he takes a video of his own cameraman. Oh my god, and oh then no. he pets the camera. He pets the camera. Why did he pet the camera? That oh, was so weird. So unnecessary. So he chose not to have any reenactments. Fine. I, Fair fine, enough. whatever. That's fine. Why was there one kid in costume walking around with him for like five minutes? You mean the guy who's dressed up like a nutcracker? Yeah. He was, I think he was like a guard, like he's sort like of a like guard. a guard. Yeah, but he didn't guard. explain what building they were in. Yeah, why so, was he in costume? And then the guard disappeared. And the kid. No, like a, a, no ghost, a ghost of the Nutcracker. Yeah, but yes. Yeah, like yeah. an Imperial he like Guard. A, yes, yeah. exactly, Imperial Guard. And the last thing I'll say about editing is the sound editing oh, was so insane. So much creaking so wood. So whoever did... <laughs> so much creaking wood. Whoever did, like, the special effects sounds, like, add it, you know, when you add the sounds in the end and you're, mm-hmm. like, in a room and you're just, like, making clop-clop noises and it's supposed to be horses. Oh, Foley? <laughs> sure. They went... Fucking bananas. Do they have a million dollar budget? I could hear every step, yeah. every scratch, yeah. every like whiz of every car. I was like, Why? stop yeah. editing so much background noise into this. Oh, Unnecessary. There, How there much was, money did you spend on that? Like the Foley person totally like, I think, splooged in their pants the moment that he was like, Valdemar was like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep the shot of you opening the door slowly to no one in particular. <laughs> and then it's just a loud have the door be open. Why isn't the door open already? Just be standing there talking already. Usually when you have a squeaky door open, it's a spooky reveal. Sure. Or there's someone there. Sure. Or it's something fun. Like, it just is like, it's just bizarre. There were a lot of moments where he says that Rubens is the only person that did this, which is insane. Like, he says, for example, um, no one is no one, like, did collaborative efforts or collaborative pro- projects. I had a big problem That's, with that. Like, literally yeah. there are so many. And literally at the same time, Titian and Giorgione in Italy are yes. collaborating. Yes. A few centuries later, Picasso and Brock, famous. Coll- There's Wait, so many I, collaborations. I had no 
idea that artists did that. Yes. Oh, and totally. he only gave one example of him collaborating. Bruegel. And he only yeah. th- showed us three of the five paintings. I was like, show us the whole set. I love fucker. I love the idea of that conceptual five senses kind of allegory. But we only saw better if you show and he didn't even explain why the other two weren't present. Like I know, it's so many holes that needed explanation. <laughs> this documentary Swiss cheese. It had too many holes. Another major point, not to keep talking, but another Another major point Please. was it felt like there were this was broadly speaking a hugely missed opportunity and also he missed a lot of opportunities within the documentary like mm-hmm. why did he have no experts he was the only no, person he's the to only speak. guy he is an art critic sure and he was the art critic for like the Sunday Times no I'm not saying he doesn't know what he's talking oh, no, about but, he, but okay there Normally, are so many Ruben specific experts curators scholars I can mm-hmm. like, get someone from the only person he had was the conservator. Yeah, the, the, who's the, I wrote his name down. I oh, I forgot about that. It was Nico Van Hort. And all they do is talk about the shade of red. Yeah, well, that's that is relevant during the Baroque period. But like still, the colors are vibrant. Like, give yay. me some other fucking facts. But it was like a great time to talk about what conserve, like what the work of con- conservation is yeah. for pure paintings yes. from this period. Missed opportunity. I am so fascinated by restoration. That was like the one of the big things when all of a sudden I was like, oh, cool, he's going to talk to us about restoring paintings now. Nope, not at all. Side note, people who do conservation in my head are like brilliant angels. Like you have to do lots of degrees in both art history and chemistry. And like people who are interested in both of those enough to follow them all the way through are so rare and they are wonderful It's got to be a small pool of people. Especially because I learned that some artists painted on wood. I had no fucking idea. Like Rubens loved painting on on panels. It's a popular church like thing to do in church to paint on wood. Is that because this might be a stretch again, me talking out of my asshole because church is the churches plural. Tell us what churches. <laughs> churches. Take me to church. Uh, or synagogues um, have lots of natural light and try to have stained glass. Was it because wood kind of has that shiny, almost as he said, put it like slippery feature, so it gave it kind of a new dimension, or was it just for convenience? I think it was like this is what's available. It's it's a combination yeah. of things. I think it depends on the artist and the commission and mm-hmm. how what time period we're and talking time about. period yeah. like. Painting on wood goes back like Thousands to Egypt, like for like that, like paper hasn't been invented yet, yeah. Yeah. and like you could also transport like p- pieces of wood are very portable. It so wouldn't that fall makes, apart so right, easily. Right. Right. There's a lot of reasons that you would turn to wood. Um, he also never explains what an altarpiece is. Oh which yeah, is that needed wait, a lot of explanation. Wait, I thought that was just like a piece that was for like a church. It is, but it has a very specific use in a church. Yes, like in a ceremony. Like it's it's during yeah. mass. Yes, you would open it's during those the Eucharist during. often. <gasps> yes. No shit. So a lot, most of the time that stays closed. That's why paintings it, appear oh, on the outside yes. when the doors are closed, closed most of the time. Also for conservation purposes, but. They closed it, and then during mass, it was like a big ta-da. They yes. opened the panels, and sometimes, sometimes altarpieces aren't even opened on regular mass. They're only open Christmas, like during Easter, Easter and Christmas. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's like when when you open the the doors to the Torah. Yeah, sure, during exactly. Services, exactly. And then they walk the Torah. So around. paintings are used in the same way a lot of the time because they're supposed to engage with the like per, like the mm-hmm. parishioner, the the congregation. And don't forget, oh. no one could read. First of all, no one could read. So, like, this, Wait, like... no one could read? Not in the Baroque Not, in the, not so much not, later not on, then. but... It, like, Earlier on. By, like, the, by the time churches started in the medieval ages, nobody could read. So you had to, like, bring this shit to life and be like, so how you, do we make this interesting for people? Because it's pretty, like, out there. This concept of, like, past times and, like, Jesus Christ and, like... Essentially, cre- they created a system of symbols. Right. So that when you saw, um... The virgin, Madonna. the virgin, the Madonna. Reading, yeah, that meant it's the Annunciation. Yeah, like everything, oh, like, like triggers. Yes, like the and iconography yeah. of it would like tell you what's going on, and you're like, okay, I know what's happening here, I know what's happening here, because you couldn't read. You know what? That is so interesting. Because there are like, I'm trying to bring it back to me because I don't really have a frame of reference for all this Christian bullshit. But, like, <laughs> hey, in my Judaism upbringing, like, there's there's little markers that you do at different moments of high holy services or even Shabbat mm-hmm. services. And, you know, when you get to the mourner's cottage, it's kind of like home stretch. Um, so, yeah, it's like this, you know, 
Christians and Jews, not not that different. <laughs> As a fellow Jew, mm. I will say in my various classes and learnings of art history, mm. I had to, like, this is how I know any Christianity. Yeah. I, like, bought myself a little, like, kids Christianity <laughs> So no. that I could decipher paintings. Please tell me what it's called. Oh, I don't remember. I is had it, it like called, freshman like, year Christ of college. For kids. Is the Christ spell? Is kids spell the C? So it's yeah, like, like Christ for I kids. I really kids. wish that what it, that's what it was. <laughs> I really wish that's what it was. But that's I what most people <laughs> of the time, like a lot of people, couldn't fucking read in the 1600s. Right. A lot of people. For most people, are like, this is all I know about. I can't read the Bible. This is what I know about Jesus Christ. Post Renaissance, more people more people could read. Could read yes. Then, but like, for the masses, this was yes. like for the yes. masses. Totally. You know? Speaking of Christ, speaking of Christ, <laughs> let's talk about. Should we thank some Christophers? Um, please. Oh can my we god, that was so hey, stupid. Hey, are you a Chris? Like a Chris Martin? Who was the other one he mentioned? It was like a sports star? Yeah, some like bicyclist. No, he was like a bicyclist, bicyclist, I think. I don't... He was someone that was super dorky, and then like Chris Martin was a pop singer. Chris Martin, pop singer. And then he said, are you a Chris? This part of the documentary is for you. Um, And then at the end, he talks about seeing Christopher, and I didn't know that Christopher meant carrier of Christ. That was more information Mm -hmm. to me. But then he ends this little segment being like, to all you Christophers out there, I want to thank you for this. No, okay, that's where I had problems. <laughs> thank them for what? For, for what? what? For what? <laughs> I get that. Why? The, I feel like he just talked himself into the a pan- Yeah, the panels you're talking about, it's it has St. Christopher, and it's all about carrying Christ and carrying him down for the cross and carrying him in your belly because you're prego, whatever. But to thank Christophers, <laughs> you're going to Chris Martin? Current Christophers... That are theoretically watching this. I'd like to thank Chris Evans for painting this Rubens <laughs> Throw painting. Throw a Hemsworth what? in there. Hemsworth, also, yeah. Also, don't, don't, fucking, don't fucking think the Christophers. Why don't you think, uh, what's her name? The one who was had her foot... Uh, the the Mary, uh, Mary, Magdalene. Mary Magdalene. Of course the women bearing all the weight. Well, she well. was a prostitute and he was weightless. He was and a corpse. She, she also Bullshit. also appears in lamentate like taking down off the cross. They're always she's at it. She's shade. always there. Yeah. Um bullshit okay and like, it's also she have to do all the hard work it's often her and the virgin mary yes doing it together yeah, yeah of course like women bearing all the weight fuck you um that's all were, i have to say there <laughs> were also a lot of moments where he didn't he like i, I think i might have said this before that he made it seem like he, uh rubens was the only artist that ever did this like yeah, him yeah. being him being a diplomat that's super common. When for that he was period. like, he was like, Rubens was the Henry Kissinger of his time. Out loud, I was like, oh, so he killed like five million Cambodians. That's so funny. <laughs> I, was I thought, thought that too. How hilarious that he ruined foreign policy forever. Oh, like, what a what a, a specific person Very to specific. make that analogy. How about we yeah. go with Robert McNamara? Why do we have to go with Henry Kissinger? Henry Kissinger, and, and it made it almost sound like he was very much upholding Henry Kissinger, which was like its own problem. I'm pretty sure he doesn't know who Henry like <laughs> a lot because he's European. Like, what the fuck do they know? He's about Henry British. Henry? Yeah, but they don't learn this stuff. Are you fucking kidding? I didn't. Me? I have never taken an American history class ever. What? <laughs> I went to school in Europe. I have never taken America. So, like, um, Henry Kissinger, in your mind, in Europe, it's just like, he's famous. <laughs> I'm sure for a good thing. Question mark. fucking Christ. Well, it's like, they, they he talks about uh, Rubens's diplomacy when that whole complicated historical shit moment yeah. where he's going back and forth to different paintings. And it's like, um, he basically was sent out by Isabella Habsburg, um... To go smooth out relations with both Spain and England. I contest his importance in that affair. It isn't like he was the one behind all of it. I strongly contest. You're going to tell us that he's wrong, right? In that, I I honestly, like, I don't know this exact story perfectly Mm. enough to say. However, I don't either, but I have suspicions that it's not true. The fact that paint, like, he did not explain that painters of Rubens' caliber, like, he was, he had fame during his lifetime. Were court painters, like literally commissioned forever by the monarchy. Those were often, those artists were often sent on diplomatic missions with very very levels of. Super common. So, like, I don't, I can't say that he was the very crucial linchpin to all of this working. But I thought Rubens kind of like got on Charles's, Charles the First of England's 
good side because he painted him with on a white horse with a big sword, a.k.a. a big old dick. Right. And also painted the entire ceiling of the banqueting house in Whitehall. And then Charles I was like, I dig what you're saying. You made me look good on a horse. You did this, like, really cool artistic thing. Like, you seem to be down for what we're doing. Is that not what happened? No. I, I don't know. I, I can't say... I'm not that familiar with this specific thing, but I doubt it. I'm sure that he was also a patron of Charles I. I'm sure he was there to, like, smooth things over. And Charles I was like, hey, can you paint this shit? And Rubens was probably like, I really need this guy to get on my side, so I'm just going to do whatever he asked me mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. But I'm sure that's not all that was going on. There's it also no did fucking help way. him to secure commissions in England. Yes. It only, like promoted his international fame. He was probably doing two things. He was doing his own business, and he's also doing the business of the Spanish court. Well, that's multitasking. And I will take this moment to (laughs) apologize for my... I'm going to seize this moment. (laughs) Uh, I have to apologize for the details that I don't remember of, like, this grant... Like, the history of Rubens, because I'm a modernist. So I I know Rubens... In, you know, that I learned a lot about him in undergrad, and mm-hmm. uh, I teach him as a, in my survey courses from time to time, and I, I have a solid basis of what he contributed to the, to Western art history, but my specific period is in the early 20th century, mm. so I can't say that I, I, I would be lying if I knew every single detail of Rubens' life off the top of my head. That's fine. I didn't know anything about his life, but, and I know a bit about the 80 Years War, but I could not tell you the finer points. Although, no. mm. I don't know if Waldemar knows that much about the Eighty Years' War either. He yeah. he skirted a lot of those details. He was Waldemar. like, he was like, well, there was like you know the Netherlands and like <laughs> Spanish Netherlands, and he brought up so that like, they that went to war and like, it lasted eighty years. <laughs> My favorite part is he brought out. He's like, first we need to learn about. Geography, and then and then he, we didn't. No, <laughs> that map. Why was he it an brought, animal? He the brought. Map was he an unravels in front of the camera a map <laughs> of a lion, a 17th century <laughs> map of only the Netherlands. I was like, that's not geography, and in the shape of an animal, which yeah. is not the yeah. shape of the land. Yes. Nope. No, no. He nope. also kept using the word Burgundian without explaining what Burgundy was. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. So much so context, much context yeah. left out. Yes. yes. Super necessary. Yes. Super necessary. Yes, and the fact that the Eighty Years' War was at its heart religious, he yes. also skirted over that. He was just like Calvinism, ha ha ha. Never brought it up again. I was like, you really need to explain that, bro. It like was, Catholics was, versus Protestants. No, this is what the show's about. He said it was Catholics versus Protestants. Protestants, kind of. No, he, he did. Ex- he didn't really explain the international context. No, or, no he didn't explain the international context. Um, <laughs> he also, this is a tangent that we're gonna have to get back, gonna right. have to get back to, but he did mm-hmm. not explain the Counter Reformation. Which of which no, he didn't even touch Rubens on it. Was a, he, he just he mentioned it. it a couple times, but he didn't what explain the, it. Please, for the dumbass in the room, what is the counter reformation? I'm gonna stop you every time you say word about yourself. I will slap you if you even try. Oh my god! <laughs> Tell so, us about the counter reformation. I'm gonna like sh- short, long story short. Yes. Reader's Digest. So, Clifton. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's say you are a Catholic and. Your priest and the bishop and all of the members of the authority within your church, you're seeing a lot of weird, shady business, like selling a ticket to heaven. Right. Selling. Oh, they're called like, something. They're called, uh, like, fish. It's, it's, indulgences. It's, it's indulgences. Is that the word? <laughs> I, I learned that name, Piero. Um, uh, so, but a lot of, like, taking shady money from people for... Basically, yes. turn, turning to, away from yeah, the, the, the tenets of the church. Oh, Catholic please shady? What? <laughs> um, so, the Reformation, at the same time as uh, all of these, like, grievances with Catholicism happens, this is, like, the beginning of Protestantism. Yes. The whole, remember, That's like, where they split, Luther like, yes. pinning yeah, the um, 95 theses to the yeah. door, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, in a lot of countries in, in, Europe, in Western Europe... Protestantism is growing. Catholicism, like the Catholic Church, is bleeding members. People are like, yep. "Oh, what's this Protestantism?" Great. I don't have and to pay members. It's bleeding royal courts. Yes, yes. More importantly, and so a lot of uh, monarchs hold on to Catholicism or switch to Protestantism, and then a lot of people die mm-hmm. as a result. But so uh, England was one of those. Yes, yes, yes. And the Netherlands. In- yes, and com- the Netherlands. Incoming Eighty Years' War. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's the Reformation is basically the split Protestantism and Catholic and Catholicism. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the Counter Reformation is the Catholic Church being like, "All right, you guys, 
We gotta get everybody back. Let's turn the ship we around. We gotta turn everyone. the ship around. <laughs> turn the ship around. Ship literally because of the Armada. Oh, that was yes. Nice. See, I'm not that dumb. You're, You're not, not a dumb. I'm pretty dumb. of the evening. I'm You're pretty, not a dumb. I'm pretty dumb. Uh, so the Counter-Reformation was a massive effort by the Catholic Church to... Failed effort. <laughs> they did it in the dumbest way. Super ways. failed. Did yes. not work at all. They wasted a bunch of money on shit that nobody fucking needed. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so a lot of the art from the Baroque period is wooing members of the Catholic Church back. Mm-hmm. So that, that's why, like, a lot of the principles from Renaissance art sort of, like, explode in Baroque art. It becomes really dramatic and really... Like lush. And it's like rich. their version of it. It's like their answer to that. Hmm. But really, for painters, it was like whoever's the highest bidder, like they were gonna get on board with, right? Wait, what? like I'm Catholic, sorry. Protestant, whatever. Like whoever paid the most, they were like, yeah, sure. You mean painters? Yeah. No, not I. No, I would not agree with that. No, you think no. they were really passionate about? A lot of the time, yes. Marrying children, As particularly, <laughs> particularly those that were already established. <laughs> they were like. No, I really believe, I believe in the Reformation. Yeah, I, he, no, I really believe in Protestantism. He believed in, like, the Flemish cause, right? That was his thing. Yeah. He, but he was a Catholic. He wanted, he believed, he was, like, he, down for the Counter-Reformation. He mostly like, wanted a unified, Rubens mostly wanted a unified Netherlands, just like Queen yes. Isabella did. Well, unified under Catholic Spain. Catholic Spain. Spain. Yeah. So not really, yeah. I mean, people would contest that that is a unified Netherlands. That's actually a unified and of, Spain. And, of course, he's just, like, Daddy didn't love me. Daddy had sex with, like, uh, a Protestant queen mm-hmm. and knocked princess. her up, princess, <laughs> and knocked her up, and therefore, like, fuck Protestantism. Like, that's everything What a I great associate. reason to... Yeah, like... daddy issues. Because, like, daddy that's issues. That's the source Always, of everything. Ruben's got daddy issues, mm. man. Just, like, fucked up. To, yeah. I was like, ugh, Rubens, you were pro-Spain owning the Netherlands. Like, fuck you. Yeah, seriously. But, yeah. um, really quickly, um... You, Can we talk about how Rubens married children? Are we gonna yeah, get to that? I was going to talk about that yeah. because he, um, at yikes. one point, fucking yikes, bro. he was 30. What, oh, I wrote it down. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Direct quote from mm-hmm. Valdemar. Mm-hmm. He was 32 and she was 18. Yeah. But oh, that was normal at that time. That was, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. But then he had a oh, really? second the wife. The second wife was younger. She was like 14. She was 16. 16. Fucking yikes. And he was way older. He, he was like was, 51. Uh, oh, my God. 40? I wrote it down. Oh, God. Uh, oh, 53. 53. Fucking yeah. yes. But yeah. he, again, when he comes to the, so the first time he's like, it was normal, she was 18, he was 30, it was fine. They get to that, he's like, he was 52, she was 16. <laughs> again, it was normal. No, 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 he I'm didn't like, say it was normal. He said, he said, he said, it was strange, but people bought into it. <laughs> sure. There were Pedophilia so many, great. like, Straight up at that time. Yeah, there was a lot of child there brides. Were so yeah. many fucking child brides. Super. Everybody was a fucking child, child brides. Brides. 20 was like a spinster. Yeah. What are you doing? Well, because yeah. it's like, how old are you really living? Mm. Like, seriously. The, Not the that long. Ad, it's like 50. Can I was shocked that Rubens about... lived into his 60s. I was like, good for you. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Can we also talk about this disgusting quote in relation to that wife, the pleasurable side of marriage? <laughs> he was painting, Valdemar said that. Yes. He was painting the pleasurable side of marriage. There is one thing. To say that it was common at the time, even though we find it disgusting, to marry children. Yeah. Even though that happened all the time, at the time. Now, <laughs> to talk about the, the pleasurable, pleasurable side, side of, of marriage, marriage in relation to a 16-year-old girl. Sure. Yeah. What, what are you doing, Valdemar? I don't know. The grossest thing I wrote down that he said is, I love that soft tummy. <laughs> <laughs> God. I said ew. Yeah. Ew, ew, were, ew. Stop couple. using the word tummy. I also wrote tummy and was like, what yeah. are you doing? He Stop said, saying tummy. Stop saying tummy. He said fleshy housewives, notoriously large women. Like, there were a lot of kind of weird anti-women jabs. I love that soft tummy. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, Fucking gross. Know. I was like, thank you for loving women's bodies, but also, ew, get away. I also didn't like that, like, he didn't really contextualize what these women, how these women would have appeared in other paintings. How, how like What the time period was like, what everybody else was painting. Yeah, tell us about the Baroque period. Tell us okay, about the Baroque period. I have a question, though. So, first he was like, he painted uh, Queen Mary... Of, of Queen Mary, Mary the Medici, the Medici. Yeah. Um, yeah. so often he she's everywhere, and then he was like his first wife. He painted her everywhere, everywhere. everywhere. Second then, wife, Hélène, Hélène Formont. The second wife. Uh, yeah. She was everywhere. everywhere. I have a lot to say about that. They all yeah. look the 
fucking same. Yes. Oh, interesting. They all look the fucking same to me. You that might just be because, type. like, Netherlandish ladies. But also, he was like, like oh, she pa- he painted Delilah everywhere. So it was like, Delilah, Erlen? Uh, I would argue that they Delilah was... Helene. I, I have a lot to say about this point. Yes, please tell me. Uh, he made it, again, he made it seem like Rubens is the first and only artist to have done this, but so not everyone many artists did this. paint their wives or lovers into their artwork. Everyone does this. Everyone does yes. this forever into perpetuity. Mm-hmm. Yes. Super common. The fact that he painted, like painting, for Rubens to paint his wife versus painting Marita Medici is a very different thing. Mm. Well, he was paid to he, paint. Yeah, he was, she Medici. was her, pa- she was his patron. patron yeah. Marita Medici commissioned him for a specific image. Painting his wife as a, as a mythological figure or as a, the notion of womanhood in the, in the, in Usually nature. the Madonna. It's just like a nice thing to or do. Or Venus. Yeah. It's, it's just, here's a model yeah. next to where I live. It's just like cute. <laughs> I think yeah. she's pretty. I'm yeah. going to put her into my pretty painting. Yes. Yeah. So again, super common. Very common. Um, he also said that he was like one of the only painters to paint Madonna and child often, what the no, hell? Every what? painter in the history every of the universe of European Madonna. European really? painting is so structured around Christianity yeah. during this period, Literally the centuries beforehand. That. That's the one of the most common images. Yes. Is Madonna? Is this just sort of like weird adver- advertisements for churches? All this art. Oh yeah, it's all in the art same. for like a thousand years was about. The Bible. It's in the same vein of what we were talking about at the beginning of the yeah. the top of the show that uh, <laughs> Christianity used, you know, the Catholic Church used images, yeah. paintings, illuminated manuscripts, all sorts of different types of images to teach Catholicism, to, to spread Catholicism, to spread yep. it, to send it to unknown shores, yep. to just get it. And when I say unknown shores, I mean like straight up colonialism. Like, yeah, I mean like, it, yes, if you like landed in Asia and they had never seen anything like this and you were like, this is a real depiction of whatever, like it was a very powerful tool that you could they use. They would show up in China. Well, not China specifically, well, but let's say... Where would they have showed up at this period? China uh, was around during this time. Africa? Yeah, Africa. You know, they would have, yeah. Well, the Dutch would have showed up in China. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. But regardless. And it like, was like, this is the Virgin Mary. And they were like, really? Well, that was their hope, I think. <laughs> That's like where they were headed with that thought. That's fucked up. That's just playing yeah. into like, you don't know any better. Missionaries. Yeah. Fuck. And if you were a king or a queen and you commissioned a portrait and it had biblical like if you were king the presumption was like god ordained your family to be the king right. of so not the presumption the nail that was hitting it. the nail yeah. in the head over the head if you that's were not king the right god analogy had, but god had chosen you you make sure everybody fucking knows and that. everybody Jesus knows it Christ. you are chosen by People, god yeah die for that so all your paintings are biblical for like a thousand years yes yeah that's insane to me because there's just, just anything that exists like that in judaism that i know of i mean you tell me if there <laughs> has been destroyed <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Remember the Holocaust? <laughs> well, that's not what I was talking about. But yeah. Oh, what? I was talking about like all the, the other times of Jerusalem. Yeah. That like, people all the other times that people have been after us. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which by the way, I didn't really know a lot about Delilah and Samson before sure, this yeah. documentary and yeah. I learned about that. Again, people just trying to kill Jews. Samson just had this beautiful hair and they were like, Why are you so strong? And then Delilah was like, I'll fucking suck your dick mm-hmm. all night long. Mm. And then she did. And then he was like, Wow, I am all like dicked out. And then she had the Lithuanians, what are they called? Um, Not Lithuanians. Lithuanians? No, what no, do you no, mean? no. The, uh, shit, I didn't write it down. The people that were against the Israelites. Well, she, sure, them. Uh, uh, the she, Lithuanians. She had the, uh, the what's it called, come and cut off his hair. The Romans? The barbers. No, they're called something else. I don't know. I'm don't sorry. Know. I'm not that know. well I'm versed. I'm sure in when the I hear it, I'll be whatever, whatever. I can't think of it. Well, I didn't know. Yes. Well, and every church had, like, a particular theme, too. So, like, the St. Christopher Church, like, that was that church's theme. But, like, every church was, like... Do you mean, like, who the patron saint is? Yes, the exactly. Yeah. So, so like, like, churches are devoted to a specific saint. Oh, yes. really? That's yes. why he was talking about St. Christopher, because, like, that <gasps> was the whole... didn't explain didn't any explain of it Wait, wait, so that, that cathedral in Antwerp, where that big... That's, can- like, their patron saint, yeah. So that's called St. Christopher's... Cathedral? Uh, not necessarily. I don't know what it's called off the top of my head, but very often, if you have like 
uh, a church devoted to, let's say, like St. Francis, sure. the altarpiece will be of St. Francis. Of St. Francis, oh. yeah. Like, this is a church dedicated to this patron And then a saint. bunch of images on the walls will be, had, like, the life of St. Francis. Wow, mm-hmm. I had no fucking idea. Because there's, you know, they're saying Ignatius, they're saying Xavier. So like, many saints. Valdemar was in a great position to explain all of this and to his not. viewers, and he failed. Well, because no. he probably doesn't believe that Jews exist. And that's fine. And then there's, like, Protestants, and there's Catholic Church, and there's mm-hmm. all different kinds of churches, too. Oh, like Jesus mm-hmm. fucking Christ. Okay. Literally. Anyway. I think Literally. It's about time we wrap it up. How about that? So. Wait, uh, I have one question. Please. Before we wrap up. Mm-hmm. How did so many quotes about Ruben survive? I've, I have a lot of problems with the source material. <laughs> Do you mean for his little flashcards? His fucking he stack up? of cards that he continuously goes back to and rips up. How did so many quotes survive from the 1600s? It's a really bullshit. I a call question. bullshit. Yeah. Oh, a lot of those people were famous at the time. Still. So, like, many of them probably have archives. Many of their like, if they died famous, then any document that had a name on it was preserved. Right. Still. Still. That's a lot. I would have appreciated that's a, a lot citation. Of Negative I'm also fairly comments about one guy. Valdemar like scoured the internet for have. any Rubens association he, he could possibly find. And the last scene of the movie is him writing a positive quote. Okay, yeah. can we, and can so we talk about that real quick? It's the worst handwriting I've Jesus ever seen. Jesus fucking... I wrote down My Jesus... My last note couldn't read yeah. his handwriting. Could, Why like, is his handwriting so His bad? handwriting is so terrible. You went through the fucking trouble of printing out all these note cards for above. You couldn't print out one with, with the whatever the stupid fucking, font you used for the first one? Print okay. it. I, I, yeah. think, I think he said Rubens was a lore of nature... There has never been a painter like him, and there never will be again! Exclamation point. And then that's how it ends. And yeah, also, that's a baseless like, claim. like, like, <laughs> this is the one fucking moment in the film when you're like, please tell me what the fuck you wrote, and he doesn't say anything, and he talks about this whole fucking thing, and he just looks into the camera like, hmm. Did it. Did read it. it. Read it, you guys. My handwriting's great. Yeah. I don't know what his quote was. Does not read it out loud. Couldn't we read could it. not tell. It was chicken shit scratch. It was really bad handwriting. He, t- he yeah. dipped his finger into a pile of chicken shit and then scribbled it. Mm-hmm. It was awful. I mean, he didn't literally do that. I just want to be... Clear. Literally, that would have been. Is I would have been really upset about that. Like the foot of a chicken. Yes, I know. I, it was. I know, but yeah. I made it shit because it is. Because it's worse than chicken. Okay. I made the metaphor got shit. Got it, got I see it. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, evaluate. What's about? All right. Um, there's Can't only think one. if there was anything else I needed to. We just have to skip the talking heads category altogether, don't we? There was one guy. His name was Nico Van Hout of the, the Conservator. Yeah, he's the Royal Museum of Antwerp. I just love that how he had his crossed arm body language. Mm-hmm. He was like, please stop talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He also referred to that warehouse as top secret. No conservator has ever lived, in, has ever worked in a top secret. There's yeah. no such Those thing people as need a top like laboratories yeah. with like x-rays and like all Why sorts of real science. Why did he say it was top secret? Because he uses like dramatic terms in like a frivolous. Mm-hmm. I want you to know there are like over six or seven other documentaries from this guy, Valdemar. Uh, I yeah, can't wait to watch them. He was the art critic for the the Times, Guardian? the Sunday the Times. Sunday Times. Oh, okay. In in England, um, yeah. So let's get to him. We're getting his narrator, um, Nate, my boyfriend. When we were watching this together the first time, his thoughts were first quote. This man has a faux hawk. I immediately do not trust him. Yep. And then the other <laughs> thing he said was, "I'm glad he made this whole documentary to tell people that he fucks fat chicks." Yes. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that, but definitely. Yeah. I think 100%. this should be called Rubens Colin Waldemar jerks off to Rubens. I wrote <laughs> I wrote this documentary is a white guy jizzing over another white guy. If they had panned yeah. out, you know yeah. when he's like writing his note card at the table, if they had panned out and he had his dick out his <laughs> I would have been like, town to a Rubens painting. I would not have been surprised. I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course he did. That makes sense to me. Well, you know what the the one thing that I will say about Valdemar Yanushak is that at one point he was like, hey, even I have cellulite, and that is rare because I just did a freelance project where I had to research cellulite, and 10% of men get cellulite because the structure of fat uh, of the skin uh, in men is like a cross-link fence, so for fat to penetrate through to show through the skin is very, very rare. So you got to be really fucking fat. fat. 
for that to happen. I mean, that guy, that guy's not that a guy slim man. Yeah, he's he not wasn't. A slim I wouldn't call him spelt. But I, it's, it's, I, I still don't want to champion him. He referred to a sixteen-year-old woman in the context, sixteen-year-old girl with the term "poking out" and "poking in." Yeah, no. I, I, <laughs> so, like, let's just roll back any congratulations is, to Valdemar. This is, no, can, this is no true congratulations. I will just say that it's fascinating. That he has cellulite <laughs> because only ten percent of men have it, and I would say even less than that percentage admit to having well, it. Well, I would say a hundred percent of Valdemar's jerk off to Rubens. <laughs> so he's literally Wait, googling this page. You're coming for like anybody who has the name Valdemar, not even the Yanushaks. <laughs> oh, are there a lot of Valdemars out there? Sorry, I, don't I know, mean Poland. maybe Poland. Yeah, I feel Poland. Like that's okay, a well, this Valdemar that could be like a Waldo or like a, a Walden or. I, I would know what the if he had stepped is. into that Louvre gallery and been like, oh, I wouldn't have been surprised. <laughs> Wait, another point I forgot to mention: he goes to a lot of different co- like places, collections, museums, buildings that house Rubens paintings, and uh-huh. he never says where he is. No, nope, not once. Like this is the the Prado, the Prado, the Prado in Spain, uh-huh. in Madrid, the Cortals. He goes to the Cortals. He goes to the National Gallery in England. Mm. That I only recognize because of that one room where the Rubens is. Are yes, um, the, like he and mentions the Louvre once. I think one. In the Medici cycle, yeah. in the Marie de Medici cycle. I think one of the wonderful opportunities he had, or one of the, if I can squeeze out a positive thing about this documentary, <laughs> is that a lot of people do not have, are not, do not have the opportunity yeah, to, to go, go to any of these places and see them in person. And yeah. with the, you know, the technology of the camera that he petted, uh, he got to bring those <laughs> I think that's images. what he was trying to say when he was filming his cameraman. Well, right? no, he, that's he, the he point said, he was said, making? He said that you can better analyze a piece of art when you have a camera, because the just the visualization, you can go to higher, you can go to higher you know, points, you see can all the details. Then he was and like, "Get a bigger TV," which I was like, "Are you uh, like, who are you telling you? to do what now?" I don't even yeah. know. What and also, TV is. you don't need to pet a camera in order to get the point across. You could tell the cameraman was like, "Don't you fucking touch <laughs> my lens!" I swear to God, if you scratch my lens, I will fucking kill you because I know you're not going to pay me for it. I know you just rented me out. This is my camera. No, he probably just like, rented that camera yeah. guy out just to take a shot. And, of the and that's camera, that right? camera guy's camera. I can almost bet you money. Um, anyway. Well, anyway. We haven't evaluated anything <laughs> oh, yet. But, right, but sorry. No, no, but one other evaluation of this narrator, I think his accent sounds just as forced as mine, British-wise. No. Your British accent? Yes. No. no. I can do it. Listen, okay. I want I want Rubens a was a law of nature. There's never been a painter like him, and there'll never be again. You sounded like you belong on the Black Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a cohort of Jeffrey Rush from Pirates of the Caribbean. Hello, I'm Johnny Depp. <laughs> no, no. Johnny Depp, famously not a cohort of that character. He was in the movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> I do agree that his his... Not so much his accent, but his pronunciation was his, really distracting. It's his aggressive. His affect was aggressive. Yeah. Super aggressive. So aggressive. Way over the top. Yeah. Um, but anyway, directing choices. Um, the walking back and forth God, to explain the history, I hated. The ending, atrocious. Yeah. I just want, I really just wanted to give an editing lesson to this editor. Like, this <laughs> yeah. editor fucking. Hell. Yeah. The sound editor, the film editor, every editor in this needs to be fired. I also think Valdemar, in terms of director direction, had no plan. No, he was like, no "I'm plan. just gonna clump a bunch of Rubens together out of order." We're just gonna go to every gallery and see what shakes the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It did seem kind of all over the place, yeah. chronologically for and sure, and thematically and geographically. <laughs> in all in all ways, that it you wasn't could even like the chronology of his life. Um, so music. Oh, I feel like there was no explanation for why it didn't match at all the period. Did you watch with sub titties? I did because as a listener oh. of Docu Nope, I turned them on specifically at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. That's that is Christina's doing. She turned us all on to sub titties. I fucking love them. Yeah. It's so much easier. It really is. And if you were watching with sub titties, you saw that there was uh, a bouncy trumpet music. <laughs> and there was also, okay, this is this is one. Was that like the, you know that like stock image website? What is it? What's the website you get stock? Is there like, like a music? stock? Images. Sure. Is there like a music version of that? Is that where he yeah, got Yeah, there's plenty like of MIDI stock. files. Yeah, yeah. there's Here's plenty. Is that what this music is? Yes. I feel like okay. the music either should have been like contemporary to the Baroque period. Yes. Or just... 
background nonsense. It should have like, been Baroque music. Slow piano. Like, yeah. Like, what? There was a little bit of that, but I like the ones that stood out to me was he said, and now we need to change the music. And then it said, <laughs> and then it said in, in parentheses in the subtitles, slow, funky groove yep. to imply like, the naughty that. Samson and Delilah pick, but it was like so tame. I think he was trying to go for like, a one nine hundred sort of sex hotline music was like wow, 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 wow. oh my god! But like he 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 was so tame with it, and it just didn't get like the point across. It just was like slow. It made it unnecessarily silly. Yeah, very silly, very silly. So yeah. silly. the music throughout was just silly. Like it's, if you yeah. want it to be romantic and kind of sexual, like I don't think he understands what sexy music is. Oh, <laughs> he's not sexy. No, he's a weeble. He jerks wobble. off to Rubens painting. Yeah, yes. no, that's true. That's a good point. That's like very. It's proven. Um, <laughs> uh, budget quality. Honestly, why? <laughs> I thought it was very high. I because of all the access that he had to get, right? I thought the quality was very high. But he also needed to shell out a lot of money in order to film in the Louvre. And I thought he said it, he alluded at the least to some point where like you've never seen a picture like this. I thought that was about the camera work. Well, I thought maybe, that was about the but access still very the high quality. Offers. It was yeah. an yes. HD. Yes. He did cover a shitload of paintings, mm-hmm. some beautiful portraits. Yes. It makes no sense why he'd be like, I couldn't fit architecture into this documentary. But yeah. totally. It was very high quality, and arguably the sound editing was too high quality. <laughs> Don't show me all the creaks of every floorboard. Overshadowed yeah. to a crazy yeah. degree. Turn that down. So much. Like, if he farted, we probably would have heard it. Turn down the honking noises of the cars. <laughs> What's going on? I don't. There was like dogs barking that he added for dramatic effect for like the landscape scene. There was one part that I thought was really funny about the Eighty Years War, where it's like swords clashing and like. Maybe five dudes, not more than ten. Like whoa, war, you know, like war noises. But it wasn't. It wasn't like enough dudes. It was like seven guys trying to sound like a thousand guys. I was like, dude, this is that's amazing. Cut that out. I didn't notice, but please tell me the subtitles said war noises. It it yeah, it said something along those lines. Yeah, yeah okay. it was like yeah. clashing yeah. swords, like men fighting. Uh, okay, so did we learn anything? Mm. I'm going to say I think, but I will probably forget most of it. Funnily enough, I did not know about his tapestries or his architecture, and I still fucking don't mm. because he didn't cover it. So that's what I learned that I don't know something and will continue to, <laughs> to not, not know it. <laughs> so that's great. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of amazing that you learned something you didn't know of and then you didn't end up learning about what you didn't know. Also, he made tapestries, but I don't have time for that. <laughs> if you're gonna not cover it, just don't even mention just it. Don't cover just it. Be like, this is just about his painting. Shut Bye. the fuck up about it. Right. I thought he was actually going to summarize. He didn't even put in his diplomatic achievements. Give me a Ken Burns montage of tapestries. Oh, Jesus. Dear Ken Burns. Dear Dear Ken Ken Burns. Burns. I just got my period coming at you. Um, I was doing like a. We should rename this documentary series to be called Dear Dear Ken Ken Burns. Burns. Dear Ken Burns. Because like every time we're just like, I wish Ken Burns made this fucking documentary. To answer your question whether I learned anything, I feel like I was just so angry from the outset that just I was closed off to any potential of new information. Well, it's like, you know, you as an expert, don't fight me. I'm gonna, Um, because I'm not one. Okay, let's, we're gonna fight at the end. I'm so excited. You're an art expert in general. Like, for you to have learned, I feel like what you learned is what is being exposed to us laymans in the regular world, not taking classes with you in a proper academic setting, right? Right. And what you learned was horrifying. <laughs> what, I learned was, what did you learn? Did you learn anything? Uh, I didn't know the exact ages of his wives. I was just going to say that. That's what I learned, too. I didn't know didn't his wives know were children, but didn't most of the other shit I fucking knew. Yeah, I currently feel uncomfortable having used the word wives about children. Well, one was 18. Okay, in some states, that's fine. I think in, in Florida, 16 <laughs> is fine. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is it? No, yeah. I don't think it's fine anywhere. Bienvenido a Miami. I'm yes. never going to be okay with that, though. No, no, even if it's okay legal, not... Not okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, not no, okay. no, 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 no. Like if you're both sixteen, still not, no, still, 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 no. Not, just still not okay. Still no. Just, it's just a dumb choice. Definitely not if you're in your fifties. But I think if the life expectancy is is sixty, you know, like times times sixty would have been pushing it. Forty, I think so. yeah, yeah. 
So who knows? But anyway. Right? As a woman in the 1600s, you wouldn't have lived past 40. Mm. It depends if How you rich had you children, yeah. if you where you lived. Oh, you had children. What the fuck? I mean, if you lived in a convent, you didn't. Oh, that's true. Sure. Nuns. Yeah, I always forget about them. Um, I think it depends, but... Women always live longer than men, but uh, so many women die in childbirth. Because of childbirth. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, childbirth really cut your fucking life short. Totally. Yeah. So, snooze factor. (laughs) There were, it had ebbs and flows. There were times that were way more boring than other times, I would say. Funnily enough, I thought there was no snooze factor because this was so outrageous. this, This documentary is fucking crazy hilarious. Especially if you already know about Rubens. Yeah. I was la- I was like so cackling at the top of my lungs. Neil had to come out of the bathroom and ask if everything was okay. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. Like, it was hilarious. Also, shouts to Neil for being a good hubby. Shouts to Neil. Um, I, today, while re-watching it, was fighting to not fall asleep. <laughs> Because it was so, it's so dense for someone who knows nothing about yeah, it's, art. it's useless it's to someone who doesn't know. It's unnecessarily like, dense when, like, in so many when ways. When he's trying to talk about the 80 years war and all the political affiliations, I'm just like, I'm back in APRO, fourth period, trying to stay awake after lunch. Like, Except that is the worst AP year of class I've ever heard of. <laughs> I mean, I found myself shouting at the TV when he was talking about the... I was like, whoa, what? No, none of this is true. You right. don't know what you're talking well, about. Well, I see. I just I just take it at face value because I don't know no better. I had to go to Wikipedia to verify. <laughs> I was right and he was wrong. He just gave so many names and just, like, just... Dropped people's yeah. names and then never explained who they were. That was so boring. He's like, he went like, to find Charles the First and recruit him, and you're like, who like, the fuck is Charles the First? If I didn't know, you know what I mean. But the, the, he wasted a lot of time yeah, so on much time. so much boring shit. And Rubens is not on a list of boring artists. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't name no. him boring. I, I think I loved looking at the art. That's amazing. what saves it. That literally is the only thing that saves yeah. this documentary. High production the value yeah. of the imagery. Yeah. So getting into final thoughts and recommendations. Strong recommend for someone who knows quite a bit about 17th century Europe. <laughs> Strong recommend that you watch it on mute. It's hilarious. You no, don't watch it on, on mute. mute. His voice is the best part. No, I feel like I would only want to look at the painting. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I just want to look at like it's nice hilarious. camera work around a painting. I do yes. not want to hear this man's voice again. So if oh, you have, I definitely do. If you have access so to an art history professor, bring them over, put it on mute, and then just have them talk to you about it yeah. in the room. Like I would love to bring Eva over. And just put it on mute and have Eva talk to me about the shit. I, I feel like we'd make it really fun. We'd never make, make it, it all the way fun. through because you'd be like, pause, this is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely do yeah. that a lot, yes. My final thought is that, you know, again, coming as the layman, it was just fine. Very, very good sleepy time fodder. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I really struggled to stay awake for multiple viewings of this, and I watched this thrice. Even tummy time didn't keep you awake? Tummy time? No. I was just kind of like, oh, like, he's, like, pro real women's bodies. Like, that's kind of cool. So. I planned is to... He? Yeah, he's not in the way that we want him to be. No. No, he, I don't er, know he, he, is. he went from, like, you know, hating anything that is real to, like, being pervy. You know, he kind of swung too far to the other end of the spectrum. I feel like he just stayed at pervy most of the time and didn't <laughs> contextualize the women's realities in any way. <laughs> I feel like we have only talked about Valdemar for this entire... Well, what else? I mean, we only had Ruben. No, I love it. I love no it. one else to even talk I about. I'm kind of in love with Valdemar. I've seen, I've <laughs> seen, I fucking loved it. I've seen some of his other art documentaries on Amazon, which I highly recommend you go and explore them, but like they're very similar in fashion. Fantastic. Because he's a critic. Like His voice in his mind is the only one that matters. I have no problem with critics, but he is bonkers. He is out of his fucking mind. He has no business being a director. No, not Art critic, yes, but somebody else, he needs some fucking supervision. That's super fair. It is crazy to me that anyone, art critic, novice, super expert, would put together a documentary about one artist and not invite other people. Like, I wrote my dissertation about one 
woman, one artist. Sure. If I made a documentary about her, I would still invite a yeah. bunch of other people to give their perspectives, perspectives, opinions, yes. what they know that yes. I don't like. How, that's, it's so crazy to me that he was just like, I'm going to be your only source of information. It gives it an air of like authenticity too. And like, can like, it's like, okay, I trust this because there's five perspectives and like everybody's saying the same thing. Mm. It like gives you that context. Whereas he's just like, mm, stroking mm. soft tummies. Mm. Ugh. Uh, speaking of soft tummies, we got to wrap it up. All right. Let's do it. Eva. Yeah. My darling. My sweet. Uh, what would you like to plug? Um, so in my day job, I'm a professor of art history, so I'm sure not really, is. not really gonna invite anyone to sign up for those classes. And oh, it's enrolling. Excuse me. <laughs> you too can become her student. Yes, look her up. I welcome you. Um, <laughs> I also have a, a wonderful project to plug that uh, my great friend Kathleen White is in charge of at Sotheby's. She has created... Basically, a, a section of the Sotheby's website that's like uh, Art History 101. And it, they're short articles about specific artists in basically listicle form. So, oh, oh fucking I. We should have read the Rubens one. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, Christ. I don't think the Rubens one has been done yet. I oh, don't, don't know off the top of my head, but I feel like I would have okay. mentioned it. Okay, well, so look it up, listener. <laughs> if, it ha- if it's out by the time this is out, we'll fucking look it up. I'm, yes, it will be inter- way more interesting than Valdemar's take. Uh, more factual, definitely. Sure. Uh, I'm not the only writer. Um, Kathleen and uh, her other friend, Annika, are both um, contributors. I also contribute to it. It's really fun. They're like listicles of like, here's some facts about Rothko. Here's some facts about Chagall. Is is it meant for dumbasses like me? Once again, I'm gonna fight I'm you. Gonna fi- I'm gonna punch you in your no face. No fighting. Answer is yes. The answer in your face is yes. The answer is, it's, yes. It's, okay. When I write them, I try to make them, like, someone that doesn't know anything about this artist could read these 21 facts and know the gist about this artist, plus some fun stuff that Wikipedia doesn't include. So we would just go to Sotheby's? Yeah, how do we find or, like, that? how do Tell we us. Google it? Oh, uh, if you search... Oh, that's a good question. Wait, I'm gonna know. do it right now. If you search Sotheby's 21 facts, a Sotheby's bunch of them will come up. Or Sotheby's by the numbers. 21 facts. I'm Googling Sotheby's 21 facts. Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. Um, I spelled Sotheby's wrong, <laughs> of course. Run. Um, 21 facts about Jean-Michel Basquiat. Yes, that's a wonderful Henri one. Henri Matisse. Mm-hmm. Roy Lichtenstein. All the classics. Uh, Rothko. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, just Google Sotheby's 21 Facts. You know, get, get it there. Right. It's wonderful. I can't wait to look at it. Kathleen's doing a fantastic job. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, do you want people to follow you anywhere? Uh, Your handles? Uh, my Instagram it has nothing professional on it. It's just right. mostly... Animals and friends. Perfect. But Who the at, fuck doesn't love that? <laughs> but with an artistic point of view. I wouldn't even really go that far, but sure. <laughs> Eva Sarah Bez. Because your main name is Bez Vera. Bez with a Z. Yes, be easy. Mm-hmm. Like Eva Sarah with an H, be easy. Uh, cool. Uh, Christina, do you want to plug anything? You can find me at docunope at gmail.com. And I'd like to plug... This podcast. Listen to Doc, you know. And you AKA, can... why didn't Ken Burns make it? <laughs> Dear Ken Burns. Dear Ken Burns. Dear Ken Burns. Uh, that's that's going to be a spinoff of this podcast, like a Frasier. Um, nice. You know oh, wow. Frasier was... Yes, I yes, do. Yes, I do. For, for y'all dumbasses out there that don't know, Frasier was a spinoff of Cheers. And you can follow me and my dumbass at, at D-O-R-Y-W-C-D, Dory White Chocolate. Hey, Christina, I love you. Love you. Hey, Eva, I love you. Thanks so much for having me. I love you. Love you. Hey, love you. you. I love you. I love you so much for listening. Um, Soft tummies. Soft tummies. Soft tummies. Hey, how about you go out? You love yourself, tummy. Go to a museum and like check it out. And then um, put on an episode of Docky Note and walk home. Love you. (laughs) Love you. Love you. Bye.